Hi there, I'm Tom Henske, and I'm here to discuss educating your kids about money. Our generation grew up with the belief that talking about money at home was taboo. I mean, think about it like this. Can you imagine if we ever asked our parents a question like, how much money do you make? Welcome to Total Sense, where parents come to learn how to teach their kids about money. I'm here to help position you to be that catalyst to protect their futures. I get it, big fat claim. But I've been a parent for 18 years, a financial advisor for 27 years, and even a high school varsity soccer coach for 11 years. And as that saying goes, if you wanna know about the road ahead, ask the person walking back, that's me. I'm a parent that cares about this topic and I know hundreds of other parents that care about it too. I'm a financial advisor that actually understands what makes someone financially successful. And I'm a soccer coach who knows how to talk to teens. This discussion is likely to rattle you a little bit. Here's why. Would you ever put your child at risk of having a stressful life that leads to poor health, broken relationships, and potentially even substance abuse problems? Heck no. 99.9% .9 of you listening to this would never purposely do that to your child. Yet, you might unconsciously be on that path. Not prioritizing money talks could have your child headed that way. So why? What's the problem? Problem number one is that as a society, we're just really not that good at personal finance. We see the majority of people living paycheck to paycheck, carrying a credit card balance, and even having no emergency reserve fund. So problem number two then is, parents aren't talking about money with their kids. The overwhelming majority of parents have serious reluctance to discuss money with their kids. Here's my guess as to why. It's either you're not well-versed in money yourself, or you're not yet in a good financial position yourself and you don't want to be an imposter, or you just don't want your kids to obsess about money. And my favorite, you think the school should do it. Your tax dollars at work. And even if you're not reluctant, you still need and want a plan. In either case, what I hope to do is to convert you to a new mindset, to not only embrace the conversation about money in your home, but also make it so that your kids actually enjoy it. I'll be giving you a framework to have conversations on money. You'll bet that your child will be forever thanking you for the impactful time you spent doing it. Yes, I know, I know. You'll have to probably wait 15 years until they show you any gratitude for it. I totally get it. But you see, this is also about our health. Think about your health when you're stressed about money issues. We all get stressed out from time to time on one thing or another. But now we're starting to see that money is the top cause of people's stress in adulthood. Surveys are showing that people feel shame and even cry over their financial situation. And when you take a step back and you think about it, tears could probably be the least of your problems where money concerns come up. It can go from a simple headache to even more serious diseases affecting both your mind and your body from that stress. We've all heard stories of seemingly good people that are just making bad choices as it pertains to money. I don't want to pretend to be a doctor here, but to me, it's pretty easy to understand. Under stress, blood flow and electrical activity are reduced in the brain, and of course, the parts of the brain that are affected help with such skills such as problem solving, concentration, planning, impulse control. 
All of those things can lead to poor financial decision-making. And the third problem, probably the biggest one that I see, is social media. And while social media can have many positive attributes, we've clearly labeled it the villain. Here's what I'm seeing. First, many people are spending money they hadn't intended to spend as a result of what they're seeing on social media. And second, social media is also partially to blame for the development of bad financial habits. These poor habits could lead to long-term destructive consequences for our next generation's financial future. It is clear to me that the less than ideal ways of financial thinking today are no different than in our generation. That's right, our generation had just as bad financial habits as the kids do today. The only difference is the excuse that we're using for it. In our generation, bad habits stemmed from watching too much TV and advertisements. Their excuse is gonna be social media. Here's my opinion on the main reasons social media is causing a disastrous financial future for people. The keeping up with the Joneses. Today's parents would never publicly admit that the house they live in, the car they drive, the jewelry they wear, and the vacations they take are often influenced by this ridiculous need to compete with others around them. Look, the soccer coach in me gets that competition can be a really healthy trait, and it's not one that I'm trying to minimize here, but like everything else, there's a time and a place for it. The competition to try and spend at the rate of another household seems to defy any sort of logic or self-control. Social media is influencing people to spend money on experiences like the experiences their friends are sharing on social media platforms. While some describe this influence as social media envy, many have previously referred to this just as the Facebook effect. There's just this unhealthy pressure to spend to look good and to keep up. Unfortunately, this need to care about what impresses other people is leading a whole generation down a road of underfunded retirement. But heck, they kept up with the Joneses. Wasn't it worth it? Mm, probably not. A slight variation on keeping up with the Joneses is just poor budgeting, spending more than you make. Surveys show that more than a third of Americans surveyed also admit to having spent more money than they can afford in order to participate in experiences with friends. So in short, the study ranks social media platforms as the biggest bad influence on how they manage money. Okay, that's the bad news. There's some good news. The good news is in that same study, people also rank friends and family as top good influences. That is exactly the point we've been trying to make all along. The strong influence that is you, the child's parent, play in making sure that money topics are actually addressed at home can demonstrate how your own family values are reflected in the way you spend. This gives them an example of how they should live their own life as it pertains to staying within their own budget and not regularly spending more than they make. I'd like to think that the good example of a parent during a family discussion will beat the influence that social media has on your kids. It doesn't matter if you're getting it right yourself. We're gonna come back to that again. In fact, tell your kids that own up to it, and use it as the catalyst to get your own act together. If the end goal is to either never be able to retire or run out of money in retirement and deal with the massive stress that leads to so many of these documented health issues, then social media might be helping us get there. I've seen a lot 
And I could say with relative certainty that your kids are going to have to learn about money at some point. If they don't, they might be hit with a whole lot of unnecessary negativity in their futures, which you could have prevented as their parent and mentor if you had taken extreme ownership of this part of their education. In a perfect world, we as parents should be pooling our knowledge and resources together on this topic to make sure that all of our children have a foundational knowledge about money that will help them thrive and prevent tons of problems in the future. Total Sense is going to help you do that. We're going to help you get there and be that hero that you want to be, and quite frankly, that you should be. Parents, you're responsible for the development of your child's financial literacy. If you do not take extreme ownership of that role in their development, there's a really good chance that you're exposing your children to unnecessary hardships in the future. Why do you have to do it? Shouldn't the schools take the lead on this one? I agree, they should, but many aren't. Even some of those that have personal finance classes, I don't think are hitting on the topics that I deem to be most important. Let's look at the landscape out there. 45 states include personal finance in their education standards. If you stop there, you'd say, oh, 45 out of 50, that's not so bad. But only 21 states require students to actually take courses that teach about personal finance. But that, in my opinion, is the most deceiving stat. Here's why. Of those 21 states, six of them have a standalone high school course that's required to be taking on personal finance. But the other 15 have required coursework integrated into another course. Think about what that means in reality. This means that a course has just a week or two of personal finance content embedded in it so they can check the box and say that they've done it. And here's the kicker. Seven states, only seven states require that students are actually tested after taking these courses to demonstrate that the personal finance education is stuck. In coaching sports, we used to tell the kids, what gets measured gets done. Without this measurement, good luck on whether or not these lessons are sticking. Many high schools have a class, but we're finding it's not enough. And I would make the claim that just a class without any real-world application of them having hands-on experience with money outside the classroom just isn't enough. You're a good parent. Would you take this trade? If you give me 16 minutes in your schedule per month, I will help put your child on a better path. Can you buy into that level of commitment? I'm only asking for 16 minutes per month. So let me assume wherever you are, you're listening to this and you're saying, yes, 16 minutes, small price to pay. I know the only way I can convince parents to buy in is going to be if it doesn't infringe on your already hectic schedules. So here's how that time fits in. First, you're already listening to this. We've checked that off. Two, you're already spending about 30 minutes each night talking with your kids at dinner. Nothing is gonna change there. Same dinners, same 30 minutes of conversation. I'm just going to ask you to change the topic on one single night per month. That means no more starting off that one dinner per month with the tired questions of, so how was your day? Or what's new? Or my favorite, how are your classes today? Any tests coming up, papers due? Dinner is gonna be a great time to talk to your family about money. Like not in a dorky way that sounds like Linus from Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. Trust me, this stuff, they're gonna find interesting. But before that dinner, here's one of the 16 minutes that I asked for. 
you are going to forward off your child a one minute TikTok. Yes, TikTok, which Total Sense is going to provide to watch the night before your dinner. Why? This is going to introduce the dinner topic next evening, but you're also going to be amazed how this is going to be a crucial step. First, you're turning social media from the enemy to the savior. Kids are receiving financial advice from TikTok, and they're likely to turn to the platform to get advice in the future. How's this going to happen? One word for you. Algorithms. That's right. Did you ever notice that when you're shopping online, let's say, I don't know, for a pair of shoes, then your social media feeds get flooded with posts about shoes, advertisements about shoes, the history of shoes, pictures of shoes. It's like the internet is listening in on your conversations or reading your mind. That's annoying until it works in your favor. By your kids clicking on the initial total sense TikTok money introduction for the month, it is going to kick off a tsunami of similar financial posts that show up in their feed without you having to do one thing. And now they're learning in their own language, I like to call it social media ease. If you can't beat them, just join them. This is one of the few times that I think social media is our friend. It's a positive. Here's the other 15 minutes that I need from you the night before the dinner. You'll want me to coach you through the how the conversation is going to go. News flash, you are not holding yourself out to be a money expert. You are just facilitating the conversation by asking questions. If you feel comfortable then, you'll add some stories from your own experience, when you did it right or maybe even when you did it wrong. You will listen to my 15-minute podcast each month, which will set up dinner conversations for you. In those 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you exactly what to ask. For example, if you were teaching them about credit, you might ask, what are the ways that people borrow money? Then, how to control yourself from talking and doing a lot more listening. This is harder than it sounds. Then, follow-up questions. You might want to talk about mortgages, ask them about credit cards. You might even want to ask them about a library card, which is actually the first type of credit card that your kids experience. And then we're going to identify questions that they're likely to ask you during the chat. So for example, how much of a mortgage do we have on our house? Or when did you get your first credit card? And finally, I'm going to suggest some follow-up resources to send them if they actually show interest on the subject. You're not necessarily educating them. You're really just making it okay. Just okay to talk and think about money. It's no longer a taboo topic in your house. Here's the good news. Since you were already having dinner and talking every night, it's only an additional 16 minutes per month. And if you're not willing to allocate 16 minutes per month for 12 months to this topic, well, as we often tell our kids, actions or no actions have consequences. The key is to help families before they have a tragic story. And so here's how I can help. Your plan can't be that someone else is going to teach your kids about money. You'll want to have a plan. Most people don't have one. People would experience financial hardship if they had to cover an emergency expense of $1,000 or more. When I ask parents what they would do to teach their younger selves about personal finance based on what they know today, they say things like the value of saving money early, basic money management skills, and even how to set financial goals and work towards them. Americans are rating money management as the most important skill for kids to learn, edging out topics like the dangers of drugs and alcohol, 
healthy eating and exercise habits, and even safe driving practices. Clearly, we as parents think that financial education should be a graduation requirement. I'm gonna give you a plan. It's going to be easy and in very small, bite-sized pieces. There is a clear need for your kids to get some basic understanding about money. And our current world is just not equipped to teach your kids about money. The end result is going to be that you're going to experience amazingly thoughtful and insightful observations and questions from your kids. You're going to let them play grown up at the dinner table. You aren't going to just focus about teaching them to trade stocks. That, they'll get a financial advisor for that if it becomes important down the line. You're going to teach them to attach your family values to how they're interacting with money. The basics, how to save, spend, invest, donate. You're just trying to do two things. First, you want them to feel comfortable talking about money. It's not taboo. And secondly, you want them to build their financial vocabulary so their brains are wired to continue to pick up financial information, which allows them to mold their financial behavior. We're going to do this together, parents helping parents, and I'm here to help accomplish this for our kids. I hope you enjoyed our episode of Total Sense. A special thank you goes out to Verso Studios at the Westport Library. Tune in for our next Money Chat.